It is officially recording. Welcome to Wine and Wine. Well, I'm Kathy. And, and I'm Jill. Jill. And I just interrupted you. And now we're, let's do that part again. She's <laughs> oh like, God, God damn it. Right, well. I'm to wait for you to say I'm Jill. Yeah, I, I didn't. I forgot who I was doing that. Welcome to Wine and Wine. A podcast about how I can't get the audio right. I'm Jill. Hi, I'm Kathy. And today we're taking it outside, metaphorically, as we explore our obsessions with infarmluencers. <laughs> See what I did there? It's like influencers, but on the farm. I love it. Before we get started on the farm animals, we had a bit of a wine and wine tragedy at our house. Oh my God, what happened? Uh, my wine and wine glass uh, was broken by one of my children. <gasps> are, are they still alive? I handled it very well. I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's funny. I mean, they came immediately fessed up, and mm-hmm. they were trying to wash it, which I... Oh. Yeah, I, what am I going to say? So, mm-hmm. yeah, right. This podcast will help. It'll, it'll, it'll definitely help. Yes. But maybe a moment of silence for the wine glass. Good idea. Okay. Now, we go on to farm animals. Farm animals. I love all things farm, the farm animals. So I know we're going to talk about a few of those today. I, I truly believe at this point that one, the reason why I personally am probably obsessed is that I'm a city girl. The internet has been a lot of things popular that it probably shouldn't be, but that are. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But I have to tell you, I am so happy to have these farms and I can't wait to hear what your favorites are. And I, for me personally, it's so great because I'm a city girl. So I live in the city. You're back in the country now. Yes. And so for me, the obsession is watching how other people live. Right. So I live in my uh, semi box in on a small plot of land. So in the city limits, meaning that I'm not allowed to have any of those cool things. I just watch with pure envy. They just make it seem so easy. It is. Until I tell you about this one guy who, um, his is called Farm Chores. Right. And then I know I would not, I would not do well with that life. At all. Did I ever tell you that when I was single, I did in fact sign up for, it was like a farmer's wife or. Oh my gosh. It was uh, to find out, like I was, I thought that, that's something I could do is marry a farmer. Uh, it's, I think it was called um, onlyfarmers.com. Something like that. Yes, that's the one. It didn't work out. And after caring for this three-legged cat. There's no way I could do a whole farm. But Jill, why not? Uh, It's 24-7. God damn it. And Of course, I looked up the science behind why people like farms. So we'll we'll get into that. Well, let's do that now. Because I I thought that. Why do we all? Why are we all obsessed with the, the viral farms? And... One of the things I read is that most of our feeds tend to lean toward the side of alarmist. And that's true. When you open up your feed, it's just negative, negative, negative. Right. And then there's an emu fighting with a camera and you're like, that's where I'm going. So they, when we choose to like go down the farming rabbit hole, it's, you know, our mind is choosing to choose joy and choose something that will make us laugh, which gives us a sense of happiness in our brain. Science. Am I right? Uh, also read that as human beings that we are attracted to things with larger eyes. Oh. I had no idea. Um, it could be babies. It could be farm animals. It could be domestic pets. I suppose it could be dolphins. Okay. Interesting. Fun fact. Fun fact. 
relationships tend to be built on things that we share. And as we look at these animals with these large eyes and full sets of teeth, we assign human emotions to them. So we assume that when a pig's teeth are showing that that pig is smiling. And when an emu is fighting with a camera, we get, we get it. That's the science behind it. Well, if it's science, it must be true. Must be true. My why I them. I have a really weird social media setup, which is a lot of separation of church and state. Of course, I have my like my business sites, which I won't talk about today. But I have my Facebook feed because I'm over fifty. All family and friends on Twitter. I do mostly stuff for for writing and like a sprinkling of gymnastics. Um, and then TikTok, just comedians and you, obviously. Instagram is my farm hub. And I do have a little sprinkling of gymnastics, gymnastics over there too. But for the most part, Instagram's all about the farms. Why do I do this? Because I'm OCD, but also because I like to just pick one. I'm having a bad day, go to Instagram, bring up the farms. Yeah. I'm having a great day. I might go to Twitter and try to find a writing job. Huh. If I want to know what people are up to, I'll go to Facebook. But yes, that's why my social media layout's a little strange, but I think it works. So, yes, if you scroll through my Instagram, we got donkeys, we got emus, we got dogs, we got pigs, geese, we got it all. I always know that my algorithms are in check when I'm scrolling through any of my social medias and all of the cute dogs and the cute kittens. Whenever those articles and pictures come up, I'm like, yes, I'm at peace with the algorithms. Nobody's trying to sell me weird shoes or I will buy them because... I should not be allowed on the internet with any of those. Did you see those Snoopy Crocs I bought? I did see those. Those were cute. I would have bought them too. I know. I know. Yes. They're trying to sell me farms. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Well, and you probably have some land that you can do that with now. So True. you should be, be aware. Because one day you're going to pop on here and you're going to tell me you have goats. I know. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be terrific. Which, uh, which of these farms is your favorite? All right. Well, first of all, I love the knuckle bump like you do. I but I also, bump. my current favorite, of course, is the useless, um, useless farms. And so you, well, the Instagram is useless underscore farm. And she is amazing. But here's why I love, so first of all, I love anybody that gives their animal people names. Yes. I, I, I'm obsessed. So, of course, she's got Michael, who's the llama, right? Brad is the chicken. There's a goose named Gary. Heron is the emu, um, Curtis, and um, there's another one. There's Curtis and another one. They're like the babies. Hilarious. So anytime an animal has a person name, I am immediately in love with it. I um, One thing that these farms have done to me is made me super annoyed that I my pets all have names already. And I've toyed with the idea of renaming them because we have like Banana Cakes the cat, Gunter the cat. Well, Finley's yeah. kind of a, a human name, but it would be better if it was like Kevin. Absolutely. Absolutely. So next time, next time, next time, the next all pets going forward. Animal names. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And I got lucky, I think, because um, mine have always been rescues. And so they've all come with names. So you remember George, right? Yes. So George, my lab. And um, which, by the way, I don't know if you remember this, but you took the first picture of George for me. Yeah. George the blab. The blab. Why do we call him a blab? Right. He was so Black short. Lab. Black yeah. Lab. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. It's early. Yes. <laughs> Black Lab. But he was a lab um, basset mix. Yeah. So that's the, lab, that's it. Yeah. So he had the lab body, 
with the lab face and that cute face, and then his little legs, right? His little feet. Yeah. Stuff. He was, a, he, was a, a, he was a black rabbit with legs the length of a basset. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. And then, of course, you got to, we had that crazy shih tzu for a minute, Milo. Yes. That you got to take care of that I'm surprised you still don't have scars from. He was a nutcase. I up taking care of people's dogs that are completely wackadoodles. Yeah. My sister, I took her dog, can't remember his name, Brody, came to my house for a long weekend. Ate all the uh, door frames. Uh, Jeannie, remember Jeannie? Yes. I borrowed her dog Memphis for a weekend. Mm-hmm. I think he got into a pack of Crayola markers. Took your dog for the weekend. <laughs> I don't know if it was a weekend or I just came over before it tried to kill me. I have some yes. pictures of him on your back um, when you had your townhouse. So yes. you had him out back. Yep. He probably wanted to eat you because he <laughs> was. So I've given up inviting animals to my house. I will come to your house and watch your animals, but they right. aren't coming here. I got yes. enough going on. <laughs> Oh, it's crazy. Knucklebump Farms, I'm obsessed with. Yeah. And I started to dig into it for this podcast. Um, most people know it as the home of Emmanuel Todd, the emu. I realized as I was researching it that I had no idea what the woman's name is who does all the videos. I know every animal on the farm. I know right. that every animal grouping, the first letter of their names is all exactly the same. I get so excited when there's a new donkey coming because the, the donkeys are J's and I always send her notes suggesting my name. She hasn't used it yet. I'm oh, sure it's coming. It's coming. The latest donkey she named after a little boy who was like eight. I don't want to say that these kids are getting preferential treatment, but I'm just saying uh-huh. if it was a girl, it should have been Jill. Yep. Um, so yeah, so I had to go down to find out that this woman who is just as cute as a button, her name is Taylor Blake. Her farm, she started recording videos Years ago, she has what's called a hobby farm, but she also is, it's an animal sanctuary. So she gets calls all the time about animals that need to be rescued and just takes them in. Right now, she's feeding a puppy with a cleft palate, teaching people how to like put a tube down its throat. Never happening in my house. She started, she's apparently been recording videos for years and years trying to educate the public about farm life. And... When she went viral, it was because of this email, Manuel Todd Lewis. And since then, everybody watches her. So she has had to make sure her content's a little more understanding in that she has an actual farm. She's not just doing this for fun. And the the things that she does are crazy. And I have a feeling she's up every day at 4 a.m. and probably up until 12, is it 12 p.m. or a.m. when it's midnight? A.m. Thank you. Probably up till 12 a.m. Love them. Watch them all the time. She had a big incident, oh gosh, at the beginning of the year where there was an outbreak of bird flu that I guess one of the hurricanes brought in. So she lost most of her, uh, not equine, avian. This is why I'm not a farmer. Wings, equine, equine, evine, elu, evine. Almost all of her, her birds, except for Emmanuel Todd Lewis. Who she literally nursed back to health. My God. Nursed back to health? I have no idea why he was alive. I know that everybody else would have just let him go. Yeah. This woman and her fiance, Kristen, I believe was her name, slept in a barn with him for months and months, getting him healthy again. So, anyway, that was a long, long story about my favorite farm. I do. I, I love, I'm obsessed with watching them too. I do not know. I probably should have researched ahead of time. I do not know the woman's name that runs the useless farm. Uh, I love her. She is amazing. And 
I don't know how anybody has, she has perfectly manicured nails, which I don't know how you do that with a farm. And so I'm continually obsessed by watching. I watch every single video there. It's amazing. And all, and some of the animals are mean. And, you know, at times, you know, Karen won't attend another one's party and, or then you just find out, oh no, Karen wasn't being mean. She was just late. The stories are amazing. That, okay. And so I'm obsessed. So Karen's an emo, right? Yes. Right. But it's right. That's how I guess emus are where they're just, you know, they're on their time. They're on their time, not your time, which is, sounds a lot like the cat as well. Yeah, it's true. I have tried to talk Rich into various animals, chickens, goats, llamas, alpacas. His starter wife and him actually went to an alpaca, uh, alpaca farm because she also was interested in alpacas. And he, you know, knew that he could convince her pretty easily not to by taking her to a farm where they found out that I guess they spit at you all the time. Yeah. That was enough for her to check out. Yeah. That's yeah. a, uh, yes. I think there are, that's probably pretty smart to kind of research them before you get them, but I mean. like it. <laughs> although knowing me, if I had a farm, I'd be like, let's bring in some goats. Right. So, exactly. I was up in Pennsylvania last week and I went to my niece's new house. She has chickens. So she's had to move her chickens from old house to new house. So the new, the new house, the chickens are at the time, we're still in their coop in the back. Hadn't gotten their roaming space yet. Rich has always told me that we don't want chickens because they smell. I'm like, we have three acres. Who cares? Right. Apparently, then you have to move them around all the time. I can confirm that they do smell. No offense, Jamie. If that's your name. Sorry, we're using the same names. I did not realize exactly what the smell was until she opened the door to the chicken coop. I don't have a very strong stomach. It's why I made sure to acquire my children after diaper stage because I can't do the poos. Oh, yeah. And when she opened the coop, I was like, well... We're never having chickens. So you have to keep moving the, you have to keep moving it around the farm. I guess there's two schools of thought. I say this knowing nothing is they have just a stationary coop that they come back to every night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do apparently as it gets to be dark outside, they, they come on back in to get their food and stuff. And during the day they wander around and eat bugs out of the grass. They also make coops that are on wheels. So I suppose theoretically you wouldn't let them out. Yeah. During the day, you just, I guess, roll their coop to another spot in your yard. And that kind of keeps the, the, it's a mobile, a traveling toilet, essentially. So, right. Okay. Let's take a break and get a word from our sponsor. I'm kidding. We do this for free. Kathy, which nonser do you have for us today? Today, our nonser is Easy Eggs, a boiled egg peeler. I don't know if you guys saw my video on this during the covid because this is probably one of the best things i ever found now are if you like to make deviled eggs or you just want to make sure that you can have those nicely peeled eggs without like divots in them or breaking this thing is perfect so it's shaped like an egg and you'll have to go find my my video on the uh on the youtube and it opens up so it looks like an egg and you open up the top you fill with water about a quarter of the way up you, put, you can put one or two eggs in it that are already already boiled, and then you shake it. So not only is it just fun to use, but when you shake it, it loosens up the hard shell around it. And then when you open up the top, you, you can literally just take your egg out and the peel will mostly fall right off of it. Really? So, oh, uh, this thing is amazing. This is an As Seen on TV product. I picked it up in um, the As Seen on TV shelf in a CVS pharmacy. 
got one for my brother-in-law because he loved it so much. And seriously, these things, it is fantastic. It's fantastic. Also got us on how you cook your boiled eggs because that's where I have the most problem. Well, okay. so just put you on the spot there. All right. So this is going to be controversial to some. I know we're trying not to be controversial on this podcast, but okay. I boil mine on the stove. Really? I know. As opposed to using a fancy cooker, I'm still, I put water in a pot. I put the eggs in. I forget to look at the time. And it sounds like perfect for me. <laughs> I come back a few minutes later and I'm like, oh, I wonder if these are done. Oh, I feel like it's been the right amount of time. I take them out of the water. I put them in the fridge. Well, you had me at deviled eggs. I am actually not allowed to eat deviled eggs anymore. Unless Rich is away on a business trip. Because I, I don't know, they just make me super gassy. And it's like sulfur, sulfur, sulfur parts. That's amazing. I imagine that's probably a lot of people, but you know what? They're too good to not delicious. delicious. That's why they call them the devil. Well, I will tell you that um, I did travel in a circle at some point where somebody refused to call them deviled eggs, and they call them angel eggs. And these eggs are no angel in the body. Mm-mm. Not on the way out. Right. Devil. Deviled eggs. Yes. As always, thank you, Kathy, for bringing... Something else I clearly don't need to my attention so I can buy it immediately after the show. Listeners, if there's a link to be found, we'll put it in the episode notes. But now, back to Wine and Wine. I'll tell you another one. There's a couple other farms I'm obsessed with. Well, not even farm. Well, definitely one farm. So Farm Chores is a comedian, so Matt Matthews. And most of his videos are him in some kind of robe that says Farm Chores or that has chickens on it. And he's like, and he talks in a great voice and has amazing comedic timing and talks about his farm chores you have to follow him it it's hilarious i am looking for him right now yes look him up by his name so matt matthews with one t so not only does he have the farm chores that he talks about but he's also a comedian so you'll see some of his comedy it's matt underscore matt with one t instead of matthews yeah matt under m-a-t-t underscore matthews Oh, my God, he's got a little cow in his arms. Oh, look at you, little buddy. Right. He's got the guy, too. Yes. Not that that's important. Super cute, funny. So it combines, again, two of your favorite things, comedy. And animals. I'm in. I'm going through my feed. Right? I should have done this before, too. I'll tell you what. You probably already followed this girl. So I also follow. Now, this is how the Internet just, I think, knows me. Mm-hmm. It's that this woman popped up on my feed one day. And she has, she has a voice where she talks like this. And it's so calming and soothing because she talks like this while she's telling you about the bees. That she's I knew exactly where you were going with that. Right. She's amazing. The bees. I have no idea what she does to these bees before she gets down there. I think she smokes them with weed. She must. That smoker that she uses, then they're all calm. And, and now I'm going to take this entire colony out of this box and put it in this one. Or when she lifts up like some random piece of wood that somebody's called her about. And she's like, under this piece of wood in the barn that's been here for easily 10 years, look at all these beautiful bees. And now they will climb on my arm and then transfer themselves right into the box. I'm like, what is happening? What voodoo is this? Most of you that are new to my life, um, I in fact did have bees last year. This was actually in response to Rich pushing the chicken thing off. Uh-huh. And one day I said, what about bees? And I think he was just tired of me asking for farm animals. And he said, absolutely, let's get bees. In Virginia, they were doing an agricultural program where you could sign up with the state. They would approve your yard. They would send you, theoretically, a beehive. 
What actually came was a box of wood with no instructions. So we got the bee book for dummies. We got it in the backyard. We drove out to the bee farm where we were supposed to pick up our bees. Drove home from Williamsburg, which is about 45 minutes away, with three pounds of bees in the back seat, which is about 10,000 bees. Wow. Okay. Uh, and then we, of course, had to load them into the beehive. And I've never heard my husband scream like such a little girl in my life. It was then that I discovered he doesn't like bees. <gasps> he did it for me. That's how much he loves me. As we got into it, we also discovered that I'm allergic to bees. What? Obviously made to be a farmer. A bee colony, it's a full-time job. You have to at least once every few days go down and give them food. Because they come with nothing in their system to build out their combs. So that's your job, is to provide them with sugar water so they can build combs out, which is how they live. I mean, I could go on for hours about bees. So here's him, terrified of bees. Here's me, allergic to bees, down there, you know, opening the hive up to put food in, hoping these MFers don't attack. Oh, my God. I will say they are very much not the scary little insects that we all think they are and you know most people hear the sound of a bee buzzing and run for the hills literally just how they talk to each other yeah has nothing to do with their you know getting ready to attack what we learned as we got further into it is that they have different their buzzes take different tones based on what they're about to do so there are times when we would be down there and we'd hear that it would change change to like a nice low buzz to like a lawnmower and then we knew We've been in their hive too long. They're politely asking us to leave. The other way you could tell that is because they would line up like soldiers on the uh, on the bars, like waiting for someone to blow the whistle to attack. Okay, that's I'm, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty cool. So we actually had three hives going because why wouldn't we get two more? Currently, we have none, which is fine. Our, uh, our goal was to help introduce bees back into the area, which is what yep. this, the agriculture department was doing. So we had two traditional hives, which is the kind you probably see driving down the street that look like apartment buildings. And then we have had one, what's called a, a top bar hive, which looks more like a, like a ranch house. Yep. And one of our traditional hives, the bees just died in. It got moist in there. Moist. Moist. Say that again real quick. Moist. Moist. Got moist. And then that made mold, so they all died. The second traditional, they swarmed at the end of last year, which basically means they packed up their suitcases and left. Mm-hmm. That's actually a good thing because that means they took their whole colony and, and went and found a new home. And hopefully they're up the street pollinating, uh, I don't know, the cornrows. I really don't know what they pollinate. And then our top bar hive was here. Oh, they made it through the winter. You don't open the hive in the winter at all because that little bit of cold air, even in Virginia, can kill them so you cover it up with blankets and they go into like the zen we're just going to hang out for the winter mode and then when you come unwrap them in you know late february early march you hope you hear the lawnmower well not the lawnmower a very slow lawnmower right we did we were like all right we got bees in here we did it we kept them alive same thing we got to get down there get them fed for the spring so they can start building out the comb you know these jackasses they ate two pints of syrup water packed their suitcases and left what? How dare you? Rude. So, we don't have any bees right now. We do still have that top bar hive available for move-ins, which apparently it's quite common that if you just leave the hive open and you you know you have to do all this cleaning stuff, but you leave like the scent of the old bees on the on the bars where they build their comb, mm-hmm. 
legends has it that eventually, you know, there might be some bees flying by and they'll be like, cool, Motel 6, let's do it. So they'll just move in. So hasn't happened yet, possibly because my husband keeps closing the door because he's scared that wasps are going to move in. Yeah. I keep telling him we got to keep the door open so bees move in. So anyway, that's my bee story. How did we get here? Okay, so the other thing the bee lady does is... um fascinating is that when she puts the queen in the little uh, hair clip so did you ever have to do that we did not because when we buy our bees the queen the queen's always separated from the colony until they're put in the hive Mm -hmm. and she comes in this like little matchbox size cage and it has a sugar cube in the end of the cage and then the bees once they settle into their new hive they chew out the sugar cube to release her and I guess that's some sort of like big bonding experience. I do know that there are people who are not me who can look at 10,000 bees and pick out the queen yeah, like that. I'm not that person. So when we have purchased our bees, we always make sure we get the batches that have the queen marked, which means that somebody's job somewhere is to take a highlighter and stamp the back of the queen bees back. Each year they get a different color. That's how you know who your queen is. We lost a queen in the top bar last year, and they the bees make a new queen. They just basically nominate someone like they do in England. And uh, I have no idea which one she was. I, I mean, I they all look like bees to me. Right, right. Which probably makes me some sort of, like, bad bee owner. I got to tell you, I've even stopped her videos and, like, tried to enlarge it so I could figure out how that bee looks different. I got nothing. Yeah. I can barely tell the drones from the uh, not drones. See I, know they, I know they have a name. I don't. This is why we don't have bees anymore. Because I don't know the difference. That's it's okay. Fun. There's still time. Oh, Instagram. Another favorite of mine. Have you gone down the rabbit hole of openly gay pets? Okay. The fact that I haven't makes me a little mad. I think it's a great one for Pride Month. Yes. It is hilarious. It's all just memes of pets. I'm going there right now. A guy right now that got a tattoo of a donkey on the back of his head and then grew his hair out to be the donkey's mane. Okay, there's openly gay animals and then openly gay pets. That's so funny. I must, oh, which one do I do? Oh, I do openly gay animals. Okay. No, I guess I do both. I don't know what I do. I should have planned an ad for this. I'm going to, well, I'm following them both. Look at that. Behold the beautiful mandarin duck. Yes, behold it. Behold. Oh, my God. Okay, see, the internet, like, see, now this is the rest of my Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I think, going- I, I think it's reasonable when your boss asks you why they didn't get a spreadsheet done that you tell him you were looking at uh, pets on the internet. I mean, I'm just going to open up and show him this cat that's doing little biscuits on the dog. Yeah, like yes. how am I, how am I, this, this cat's making biscuits. How am I supposed to do work right now? This is a way better thing to do with my time than how am I supposed to do work when I'm watching this UPS driver now pet this golden retriever that fell off the oh, bed? Oh my gosh. It. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. If you guys aren't following these, openly gay animals, openly gay pets. Wow. Oh. It's all these ones, that, and then you get the one, hey, if you follow this site, you should also follow this site. You know, the internet's really good for that, too. They're like, oh, you like this? I'll follow this as well. Yeah. Or if like, you can't remember where you saw something, mm-hmm. you can basically just announce to the room that, man, I saw a great hat somewhere, and then, you know, three seconds later, it's in your feed. That's right. All that, of course, a lot of times it's the hats that I don't want. Oh, wait, no, not, not that one, not that. Oh, yes, that one, right? And now I end up with four hats because I was looking for one in particular. You follow the Snoopy dog, hmm. you mean Bailey? Yes, 
Yes. Make sure it wasn't actually your account. I know. Shocking, isn't it? I don't know how it's possible. I don't own that dog. For those of you new to Kathy's life, she's obsessed with Snoopy. Yes. And it's fine. We just let it happen. That's right. And Bailey, somehow, somewhere, somebody bred a dog that looks exactly like Snoopy. I mean, yes. It is crazy. I understand that everyone says Snoopy, real Snoopy is a beagle, but... Having doodles now, I have to disagree because the sounds the doodles make are much more Snoopy, and especially Bailey. Yeah, yes. I, I have to tell, and you know, I don't even. I should probably. Read, I don't even know how the origin came. That I'm sure it was a Charles Schultz thing, right? That that Snoopy was a beagle. Well, I think he had a beagle growing up. Yes. And here's another one. Doggy delightful. This dog is holding a hose to give a lady a shower. Oh, Miss D- Miss uh, Miss Jazzy Doodle. You follow her? Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, I, I probably follow all the cute uh all the cute dogs. All the cute cats. I love them all. Miss Jazzy Doodle, yes. And I am also obsessed. I wanna be one of those dog owners that can put all those cute little like Jazzy there. You know, she's always got some cute little necklace or her little scarfs on. I do yeah, love I those. Yeah. Or the boots. I would like to get my dog in boots because they have a hard time with the uh the hardwood floors. Mm, mm-hmm. Well, and then there's, do you follow the ones that have, it's called the Iggy, the Iggy family, I-G-G-Y. Mm-mm. So it's all of these types of dogs. Yes. Oh, I don't know what those are. Yeah. I don't even know what kind of Wamaranian. Wom- no, no. But that on that site, they're always in the cutest outfits. Pomeranian. Oh, you're going to want to follow this site. I'm going to write this down. The Iggy family. Let's yes. also figure out what kind of dogs these are. Not only are they in cute, but when you have sound on, they're also talking in that voice or like, Oh, yes, my, I love this hat. Or I don't, look, I can't even do it. Who am I kidding? But they're pretty amazing. That's the other thing I love about these viral animals, the ones that talk. Yes. Yeah, the audio. Fantastic. It's kind of time. I don't know how to make my dog look like she's talking. I know. Well, have you seen the new AI that's out now that'll actually take your picture and have you, um, and it will, it will animate you talking. Like it really does look like you're talking. You have to pay for it though. So I haven't gotten to a place where I could experiment with it yet, but once I'm on your way. I'll be frightening a lot of people with it. Exactly. Well, now that we've shown you even more ways to waste your time, enjoy. Thank you so much for joining us today. So now that we've given you plenty more places on the interwebs to go spend your time, I hope that your algorithms line up like ours. If you think this podcast sounded a little unprepared, I challenge you to go on the internet and try to find the best boutique farms to talk about. You'll get nothing done. But you'll be super happy about it. Make sure you come back and visit us next month when we're going to talk about vacations and why it's important to take them. I can't wait for that. And so for everybody, of course, it's Wine and Wine. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Wine and Wine is part of Barlow Productions and is created by Kathy Crowley and me, Jill Barlow. Check out Kathy's Thought for the Day on all the socials under at Kathy Crowley One. Head over to her YouTube channel for videos related to our nonsers and more. That's Kathy with a K and Crowley with a C and the number one. Learn more about me, Jill, at jillbarlow.com. That's Jill with a Y. Follow my blog at whichwaysup.com and grab a copy of What to Expect When You Weren't Expecting at your favorite online bookstore. And yes, I am far too young to have written a best-selling memoir, but my life was too hilarious not to. Until next time... That's wine and wine.